the TX Water Polo Podcast. I am James Smith in Austin, Texas. Joe Linehan is in San Antonio, Texas, although both of us are going to Round Rock today, right, Joe? I will be up in Round Rock a little bit today. We're recording this on Thursday for those that are listening. Thursday, August 25th, 8.30 a.m. I'm still drinking my coffee. Um, yeah, I think that's the earliest that we've ever done a podcast. Normally, it's like early afternoon. I know everybody's going to be able to tell, too. So, so we're a little bit more groggy again. <laughs> it's going to be slow and boring today. Oh, my God. Um, no, actually, not. lots of stuff, actually. And one of the reasons is that, uh, you know, we're going to get to this in a moment, but we're meeting at the brand spanking new, what they are now calling the Rack, Joe, the Round Rock Aquatic Center, the Rack. So we're going up to meet there um, today because there's a tournament this weekend or one day game day, really, in uh, on Saturday. So that is one of several pools that are opening up. We'll talk about that in a minute, but let's get right to it. It is the high school season, so we have uh, we have. Well, let's just start with coaches' rankings, right? Ranking of the top five teams that are, are voted on by coaches throughout the state. Boys and girls, um, I have them in front of me. Do you too? Uh, I can't remember because I wrote down what you were, what we were talking about. I'm good. Yeah, you want to do it? No. Okay. Number one on the boys' side, Brazos Wood. Second is Highland Park. Third is Carroll. Fourth is Straight Jesuit, and fifth is Dawson. And uh, I can guarantee that those are going to get mixed up at some point, right? Like the, oh, yeah. the very competitive season. Yeah. I, um. This is this is this is high school season, so you know people are. Like, you know, games are close. There's a one goal game and, and, you know, and high school is high school. Like these are high school kids. We don't know who breaks up with who on the bus, right? <laughs> yeah. The game. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's one of those things where you just know, like, you don't know just right now. It's still, it's still kind of early. That's so. true. That's very true. Um, the, it, just a, a note because um, San Antonio, Austin, that area doesn't get the the uh, the love, I guess you could put it. It's not really, you know, it's not that. But uh, Alamo Heights in your area beat Brandeis. The boys did this last, uh, when, whenever that was, this last weekend. That was two days ago. Right. That was a, that was a good game. Okay. Yeah, and, and uh, we only mentioned it because the, a couple weeks ago at the tournament in uh, San Antonio, Brandeis was looking very strong, and it's not to say that they're not, but Alamo uh, pulled out a win um, against them. Um, just another note is I was there for Round Rock beating Anderson in uh, in uh, in Round Rock. The boys beat them, so and the girls did as well. Just to make mention of games that are coming from what we used to call the West Region. So we'll talk about that also. Uh, top five on the girls' side: Foster, Flower Mound, South Lake Carroll, Side Creek, and Brandeis. Top five. Top oh, five. Some, uh, some love for a San Antonio team. A little love for San Antonio. Very nice. Um, and they, uh, all of them are competing this weekend again, I think. Is that generally speaking true? Oh, no. It's the first time that uh, Alamo hasn't had a tournament in some time. So pretty – you guys are really uh, pushing the, the agenda down there. The Alamo? No, I don't know what you mean by that. Your but, pool, uh, right? Um, it's the pool that we use, sure. Yeah. But uh, but no, I mean, I don't mean you own yeah, it. Yeah, it's the Alma Heights School is kind of hosting a ton of games, and yeah, I mean, what's happening now is you know the last three weekends have been a lot of kind of non-district games and people playing tournaments, playing non-district games during the week, um, and then either this weekend or starting next week, people are going to be kind of transitioning to their district schedule. Which is kind of like, you know, so the first half of the season, people are playing their, um, like, uh, teams kind of outside of district. Then they're going to be playing, like, their district games here from, from late August through the end of September. And that, that'll either be a round robin or a double round robin. 
and then that and that'll seed uh, the district, and then the top four teams from the district get to make the state playoffs. So round robin, these these may or may not be like actual tournaments, right? Depending on you know whoever's deciding how the district works, is that correct? It's it could be just a series of let's say weeknight one on one games that count toward those rankings. Is that is that so correct? Each, so each district is is gonna is gonna run their own district how right. they see fit. There is a school or a coach or a group of coaches or, or, or an athletic director that is in charge of, of each district. And, um, they get everybody together and yeah, and they decide what's going to be best for their group of schools. And then in the, and I say Ron Robbins. So what that means is everybody's going to play each other at least once or, or maybe twice. It might be a home and home series there. And for the majority of the districts out there, they will play, a home and home type series and there might be a game on Tuesday night and then a game on Friday and they just kind of rotate through that over over a five or six week period right and then that'll and then they'll take the results of those games and then then they'll just that'll uh, and the top four teams again from each district will make the state playoffs got it and I mean and then from there that the district certification has to happen by Saturday October 8th the district certification means the districts have to turn in their yeah like their schools to to the UL by that date. Here are our top four teams in order. Okay. And then after that, then then it's going to be a crossover. So a district will play a different district, like the like the first seed from one district will, will play the fourth seed from a different a different district, and then the second and third and vice versa. Um, and then they'll have a couple rounds of playoffs there, and then. They'll then that'll end up being um, on Saturday, October twenty second. Will be the region championship. What that's going to be is going to be four boys teams and four girls teams. They'll have the semifinals in, in the morning and then the placing or the, or the first place games in the evening, of which the winner of that region championship on October twenty second will then get to play at the state championship on Saturday, October twenty ninth. The and, and yeah. that'll be the then that'll be the region champion from each of the four regions from around the state. For both boys and girls, and that's actually going to be in San Antonio. Right on, at the Northeast ISD Josh Davis Auditorium. The crossover games prior to the the uh, district championships could they're again they're not necessarily at, at a single tournament. It could be a, again more you know single one on one games over the course of a few weeks. Is that not true? That'll be that'll be the single kind of one on one games over the course of a week and a half to two weeks. Got it. Okay. And yes, it's. I mean, they're they're probably going to be kind of, kind of during the week. Those okay. are probably going to be during the week, and maybe even a game on Tuesday, a game on Friday. Right. Like you know, kind of the first round on Tuesday, the second round on Friday. This is a system I'm familiar with, just from my own experience. So, the, it, uh, but I'm just trying to to sort of hash it all out. It's a. It is. Uh, it is. It is. You know, a change from club, and so this is a very interesting way that of things going about. So it's all kind of new. So, very good. We're able to talk about exactly how this process is going to go, and that's a big deal. Okay. Yeah, and kind of a fascinating thing out there that a lot of teams may not know is we we used to have the north, the east, the south, and the west regions, right? Um, we don't really have those now. It's still kind of region. Now it's region one, region two, region three, region four, of which region four is where I'm at, which is pretty much the San, like the San Antonio kind of area in South. Mm-hmm. And it includes the Kamau um, kind of ISD schools, which are just North of the San Antonio kind of area. Right. 
Um, it used to, I mean, the West region used to include the, the Austin teams, but the Austin teams were actually in region three with a bunch of Houston teams too. Right. And then the region two is all Houston teams. And then region one is predominantly North Texas teams plus a f- couple districts of Houston teams. Right. So it's kind of spread out a little bit. It's structured a little bit differently. It's going to be, it's going to be kind of exciting. And, um, and if people want to know like kind of what districts are going to cross over kind of with who, um, I'm not quite sure on that yet, but you can kind of go take a look at, uh, like, um, like volleyball and basketball and that'll, and that'll give you kind of, kind of an idea about who's going to cross over with, yeah, with, with what district. That's a good point about it mimicking at least somewhat what the other sports are doing uh, in, in the UIL, because again, it's a, it's also new for water polo where at least mentally, you know, I still associate East and South with just, it's, you know, all those Houston teams that we've been familiar with, but now it's much more distributed in a, in a way that's uh, representative of the UIL in general. So very cool. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's going to be kind of a lot of fun. Like there might be teams that don't even see each other until they have to play a crossover game in their in their district or by district games. Right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we'll have plenty to talk about with that. We're uh, planning on some more interviews coming up with coaches from all over the state, um, so you can look forward to that. Um, uh, that's a. Uh, Player of the week. Players of the week. Um, they, uh, thank you again to everybody who submits votes. This week, this week's player of the weeks are Jaden Arana from Brazoswood. Um, his team went 4-0, beating Strake. He uh, had a very successful weekend. And a name that uh, we all kind of know, Jojo Walters uh, from South Lake Carroll. She had, I think, 16 goals over the weekend um, and uh, is, uh, of course, uh, doing very well. So, Jaden Arana, Jojo Walters, Players of the Week. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to them. And congratulations to all the teams that it was kind of a a lot of just a lot of a lot of things, a lot of pieces had to come together to make this UAL season. And a lot of coaches have come together. And I think and I think most everybody's playing now and practicing and a lot of patience, a lot of a lot of stuff in a very short amount of time as well. Um, and, you know, 2023 is going to be better than 2022. For sure going to be a longer be a longer runway to be able to plan a little bit um but you know good luck to all the teams that are playing this upcoming weekend and district play that's starting uh, like this weekend and next week um i am very looking forward to see how how this all shakes out it's, it's going to be a lot of fun it's like we said it's like i mean now you and i both see this up close there's still teams in austin that are struggling to find practice time and fielding teams and so on and it's like we said, like this first season is going to be, um, I was going to say struggle. It's not a struggle. It's just a challenge. It's like, it's brand new. Like I'm, I'm seeing coaches I've never seen before because they've never coached water polo before. And that's the way it's going to go. And so this season's going to be uh, a bit of a testing ground. And then, like you said, next year, I guarantee, and you do too, that it's just going to be much, much more smooth. And that's, that's great. Like this is the, this is the process we have to go through. And it is exciting at the same time. It is. And another thing that's going to be changing this upcoming fall relative to past years is the uh, like the ODP camps, clinics and program. Well, let me I want to go back one bit because we talked about the new pool at Round Rock. There's another one in your area that's opening up and all of these affect uh, high school water polo throughout the state. Like it's just these facilities that keep opening up. There's a new one in your area. Is that correct? Yeah. Congrats to Southwest ISD. Uh, Rini, Rini, Rini Rodriguez, who's the aquatics director down there. 
Um, he just opened up his pool this past weekend. They actually opened the pool up on Friday. They had a tournament on Saturday. Wow, nicely done. So, and it's a beautiful pool. Um, it's, I mean, it's just another pool that uh, uh, that we can utilize for water polo. At, and it's just a couple schools playing. They're probably going to add schools here, kind of moving forward. Um, it's a good area. It's a lot of kids that, just, that are very enthusiastic about playing. The coaches are great. The people there are great. So, um, Southwest uh, uh, ISD. So, if you get a chance, they're going to be hosting a ton of tournaments. I think they're even hosting the Region uh, 4 championships. So. Nice. Um I'm serious about this question, Joe. Like the, um, have you ever seen as much high school activity in the state of Texas before? Because to me, it's almost overwhelming how many new teams, how many new players, how many new pools there are. But I've only been here for over a decade, and you've been here forever. So I'm just curious, like, because you were here at the heyday in the earlier decades. This just seems to be the most ever. And when we're talking about the first year of UIL, am I wrong about that? Yeah, I mean, it is definitely the most ever, but that was to, that was to be expected. Um, we we have a lot of teams that most of the teams that have been playing in the past are playing, and I would say about 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 ninety eight to ninety nine percent of those teams, and then there are a ton of new teams playing. So there should be a lot more teams playing. So I, I get it. It's just that it's it, it's almost it's not overwhelming. It's it's just so heartening. It's like almost hard to manage uh, all the teams. I mean, we we had somebody nominate a, a you know a, a kid from Forney. I I don't even really know that school. It's fantastic. You know, it's like these are it's it's almost too much to manage for me right now. Like who how many teams there are and where they're from. It's it's a very very good problem for me to have. You'll get it all figured. I will. I'm a genius. I'll be able to figure it out. Hey, this is Tony Azevedo, five-time Olympian. Uh, you're listening to the TX Waterfall Podcast. Uh, let's talk ODP. Some pretty major? They're changes to to the program especially how it affects uh, us here in texas you want to go over what the big beats are of that sure i mean it's um in the past few years it's been like a camp with all the different age groups and genders are all, are all at one place and we had to limit it to a certain number of people um there was a lot of kids that yeah, kind of one area we wanted to make it a little bit better for the coaches we want to make it a little bit better for the athletes obviously um, while still providing opportunities. So I know Chris Cohn and his groups kind of came together and they kind of, and they, and they kind of hashed out a plan. Basically there's going to be, um, three different of, of the ODP camps on Sunday, September 25th. There's be the youth boys and girls are going to be at camp up in North Texas. The um, cadet boys and girls, yeah, will be a, 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 at a camp in Houston. And then the development boys and girls will be at a camp in San Antonio. Um, and those will be very similar to what the previous kind of, kind of ODP camps are, but to be a little bit more focused on that age group. Yes. And those coaches are going to be there and kind of watching those kids and kind of helping those kids and teaching those kids. And then that's on September 25th. And then it's going to be the same exact thing on Sunday, October 23rd, except the locations will change. So the youth boys and girls, yeah, will be at the new round rock pool in Austin. The cadet boys and girls will be in North Texas. Um, and then the, um, 
the development boys and girls will, will be in Houston. Okay. So, you know, every major area kind of gets two camps and um, the, the kids have options and it's going to be a little bit more focused on each of the specific groups and players. Again, that's a good problem to have because in the past it was really a, a part of it was just being able to manage numbers. <laughs> And now the numbers are so big that it's we're cap- you know the program is capable of separating them into their age groups. That's a that's a at very least good we sign. hope it. At least we hope so. Yes. And then as with last year, so a major change last year was they'll take the top twenty four to, to thirty kids and have some training camp over Thanksgiving weekend. That and that'll be the group that competes at the region championship in January. Um, I think they're they're going to have a they're going to have that first or on January eighth and ninth. There's going to be a, another. Tr- uh, uh, training weekend because the region championship is now over MLK weekend, which is, and instead of being in Utah where there's a West region champ and North Carolina where there's East, like an East region champ, it's going to be all zones from outside of California are going to come to North Texas over MLK weekend. That's big and news. Play a USA water Pole regional championship. Big news. That's big. So that'll be a lot of fun there. And then, um, and if after that, the, the Southwest Zone will, they will select the top kids to have a, a single team at the ODP National Championships, which will compete in March this year, both boys and girls that they'll be in the, in the later part of March. Um, and the boys national championship is slated for San Antonio, Texas. Even bigger news. Great news. At the Northside Pool, which is where the Welcome to Texas uh, tournament uh, normally is. Right. And the girls' national championship is slated for Northern California. Awesome! That's such a that's such a such a big deal for the zone. Excellent, really good news. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, again, we hope that a lot of kids will take advantage of the camps because it's not it's not necessarily always for the team selection. It's also to go and camps and learn and kind of kind of kind of test out and kind of play different people and not just your high school kids or your teammates or your or your club teammates but you know you play against people from around the state and you get to learn and you get to learn a a few things and if you get identified and yeah and and selected you're gonna have some additional kind of opportunities but it's not always about that so I was talking to a kid that I coach and I was, and somebody and I didn't even bring it up. Somebody else was asking him. It's like, hey, are you going to ODP this year? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I'm good enough to go. And then I started yelling at him. He's one of my kids. So I can I can yell at him. I was like, it's not about like whether you're good enough. The point is to go and develop yourself. It's right in the name of Olympic Development Program. Go and develop yourself. So absolutely, anybody who is at all interested in getting better quickly with a bunch of other kids the same age and from all over the state, this is a great opportunity to do that. Um, and I'm not even a coach with ODP anymore, so I don't even, it's not a pitch. It's just that that's, I believe in that process. So it is well, a it's development also, program. It's also these camps are not going to be on, they're going to be on Sunday. So it's not going to be, it's not going to conflict with your high school season. Yep. There isn't, there isn't very many of the, of like, you know, it doesn't conflict with any USA water polo tournaments that are going on. So, you know, it's, you got no excuse. It's either go or watch football on Sunday. <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's a really big news. We will definitely have more to cover as that those events approach. Uh, they're coming fast, man. It's unbelievable. But uh, we will ta- we will talk about those things as they take place. Um, let's go. Let's talk a little bit about Austin College. They uh, have another week before they head off to Brown for that first tournament that they usually take place that take part in. Um, but and they play Brown, Con College, Air Force, Harvard, and MIT um, on the third and fourth of September. But 
Then they come back home and they host four games in Texas. We're not entirely sure where it is. I think it's, it's going to be. It's going to be at yeah. It's going to be in Sherman at, at, Austin, at Austin College. That's what we figured. Now we've got that confirmed. So that's four games in North Texas that featuring NCAA programs. That's Penn State, Barron, Con College, Augustana, and Washington and Jefferson. So that's the most games the men's team has ever had, as far as I can remember in texas and so this is a big deal you, you think you're going to go up there by the way i don't know yet. okay we'll figure that out uh, good news though very good news their, their season's getting underway very quickly and uh you know here we are it's the fall so um i don't know what else to say about that but we'll hopefully talk to mark lawrence as well obviously in the course of the season to see i am sure mark going. lawrence is working them hard right now kind of getting them ready Can you think about that man and uh the thing with austin college for this year that is going to be Curious, like this is like his actually the seniors this year are his second recruiting. That's class. right. So he's been up there where he's kind of he's kind of cycled through a full recruiting class now. So um, it's exciting to see just how those like kind of how that how those programs have developed both boys and girls. And obviously we're going into the boys season, the men's season. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, and you know, and I and I love how the men play the big boys out there. Right. Yes. And. This is going to be a. This is going to be good for them, and uh, and it's and I'm very curious to, to kind of kind of see how they do. So it'll be. It's always fun to, at the end of the season. We've talked about it a million times. But they go out and play MPSF, and uh, you know it's just such a great experience. Even you know you're playing the best teams in the country, um, and uh, it's just for these guys. I've talked to some of the players and talked to Mark about it. It's something pretty special. So um, very much looking forward to see how they do this year. And uh, obviously they are hoping for a Division Three championship bid, um, and that's what we'll be looking out for along the way. Yeah, and it's just exciting. Like you know, kind of August. You know, we've had August kind of be a dead period in the past, right? And we were always kind of looking forward to, you know, club season, obviously. And obviously, Austin College is always gearing up and going into their uh, men's season. But it's just exciting, you know. I mean, it's hard. I know going from the summer season right into high school. But, you know, I just think the excitement's out there. Um, and I know I've said it a couple times here today. I'm just excited to see what the results are and to see how this all shakes out. And, uh, and I'm just, and, and I'm happy that these kids are getting the opportunity to play and, 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 and compete. And I'm, and I am truly looking forward to seeing a lot of different games. I mean, I actually went to a pool to just watch a water pool game the other day. Wow. I know it, I wasn't there for practice or anything like that. It how was, about that? It was weird. Well, you I were wasn't there. roughing. Yeah. I, I wasn't doing anything. So, well, you, uh, you, I just you brought McCoy. I did bring McCoy. Yeah, that's trying to you know recruit him into the program. He has a long way to go. <clears throat> I think that's it, Joe. Anything else? Nope, all good. That's it. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for all of you for listening, telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast and the Total Water Polo Podcast. And that's it. Until next week, so long from Austin.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.